0: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, here. And you know something? This is our official Thanksgiving show. Yay! Well, of course, Thanksgiving is just a few days away, and I'm assuming that everyone out there is scrambling, getting their... Uh, holiday favorite dish, their turkeys or ducks or whatever it is that you enjoy for Thanksgiving. Some people are vegetarians. They understand that you might be getting tofu and maybe not turkey. Okay, it's okay. It is really okay. It really is. So, hey, I've done a vegetarian uh, Thanksgiving before I was invited to someone's house a few years ago and it it turned out real nicely really did but for this show we have some experts we have a world-renowned chef and we also have an a wine expert uh, who will be joining us a sommelier to be more specific and we've got uh, a very talented singer coming our our way at the end of our show so there's a lot to get to I'm uh, always happy to be doing our show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all your emails and congratulations and such that we're on uh, XM Serious now. So, again, if you want to say hello to us, our email address is info at filmfestivalradio.com and we answer our mail back. We don't have a, uh, you know, some kind of uh, electronic person or robot we actually do it ourselves okay so when we come back we're going to take a very short break and when we come back we'll have our first guest on board and again you're listening to film festival radio we'll be right back Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show here with me, Janice Malone, and we are paying tribute to Thanksgiving. It's just a few days away, and Thanksgiving 2020 is going to look a little bit differently than it did in previous Thanksgivings, of course, because of the pandemic. But you know something, if we are alive and well on Thanksgiving Day, let's be thankful. Let's please be thankful. So that brings me to our guest here. He is a world-renowned Sommelier, a wine expert. His name is Jamie Ritchie and he's going to chat with us about the new Sotheby's Wine Encyclopedia. This is a who's who and a must-have, if you love wines or if you are a wine aficionado or maybe you're thinking about learning more about wines, this is the book for you. This book weighs at least 15 or 20 pounds. I am not kidding you. It's over 800 pages. It has all kinds of really cool information like flavor notes, uh, profiles of various vineyards throughout the world, tasting room guides, just an assortment of everything that you need to know about the world of fine wines. And maybe if they're not fine wines, just wines in general. It really is an encyclopedia. So let's bring on Jamie Ritchie. Again, he's a world-class sommelier, and I understand he's on hold with us, and so let's bring him on board right now to get more information about this really cool book. Okay. Okay. And, Jamie, you're now connected to um, Janice.
1: Hi, Janice.
0: Hello, Jamie. So nice to chat with you. Uh, you are the spokesperson for this fantastic book, the new Sotheby's Wine Encyclopedia. Uh, in, the, in addition, you're an expert sommelier. First of all, Jamie, how much does this book weigh?
2: <laughs>
1: uh, it's it's, a, it's a definitely a hefty tome and keep many uh, many a door ajar. Um but it's uh, 800 pages packed full of uh, great information about the uh, the world of wine from uh, growing uh grapes to uh to making wine to all the regions and the grape varieties. So it's a uh, it's it's a, a dense information.
0: And it's so worth it. Uh the the FedEx guy was like, I don't know what's in here, but it must be really important. I said it's all about wine, sir. But it's it's a wonderful book to have um whether you're just starting out as a Wine connoisseur or if you're an expert at it like you are. So, okay, let's jump right in here really quickly. Even though we're in the middle of a pandemic worldwide, what is it doing to as far as wine sales? What are the sales like around the world with wines?
1: So obviously uh, everything has transferred from people consuming uh, wine and, uh, and drinks in restaurants and bars. Uh, everyone's doing that at home now. And, uh, and so what we've seen is, is yeah, the retail businesses have been, uh, have been very, very busy. People have been enjoying consuming wine. They've been uh, going back to their favorites uh, and uh, enjoying them. They've also been uh, really willing to explore and try new wines, new regions, new grape varieties. And so we've seen this sort of, the combination of the comfort of old favorites – and the uh, desire to explore new uh new opportunities.
0: And so are there any particular what kinds of wines, let's say maybe a top three that people seem to really gravitate towards right now.
1: So there's been an evolution uh to yeah from from in flavor profiles. So a bit like uh you know, people used to drink uh heavy roast dark uh, roasted coffees to, to lighter, more elegant ones. So that same thing is happening in the wine world and people are moving from yeah, uh, more alcoholic, uh, heavier, more one-dimensional wines to more nuanced, more elegant wines. So there's been an evolution towards wines from the Pinot Noir grape variety uh, and, uh, and the wines yeah, they've grown on the West Coast as well as uh, is it, is originating in Burgundy. So we've seen that evolution. We've seen people yeah, the rosé uh, phenomenon where, where rosé and the popularity of rosé has really peaked and is now going beyond just the summer period, uh, and uh, and then we're seeing on white wine, we're seeing like Riesling beginning to see a little bit of a regeneration in, in terms of interest and the complexity of the, the wines made from Riesling grape varieties.
0: Does there seem to be a, a growing interest in people wanting to learn more about wines, uh, lessons, classes, experts like yourself, or what?
1: yes i mean there's a huge interest in wine particularly from from yeah the younger generation our buyers in all of our businesses whether that's a retail business or auction business uh, are getting younger yeah there is you know there's there's diversification all around the world uh, which means geographically you, know, you know, the traditional bars were european and then north american and now we're seeing you know, latin america asia uh, really exploding in growth and interest in wine, and we're seeing yeah, the younger generations wanting to, to enjoy sh- and share these things. Yeah, experiences, particularly in this pandemic time, yeah, everyone wants to enjoy experiences with each other. We can do it remotely, you know, with uh, yeah through video conferencing and Zoom, or we can do it uh, yeah, in small groups together. But people want to enjoy and share it, and sharing wine and sharing food is is very much part of that.
0: That's good to hear. The younger generation is getting more into it. Very good to hear.
1: Well, okay, since everyone is at
0: home, people are – some people can, who can cook are cooking at home or, or doing the takeout thing. Um, can you just offer some, some wine pairings for the simple foods, you know, like maybe, oh, grits and shrimp or mac and cheese or things like that, pizza?
1: So I, I – so, so I, I think yeah, people should very much go with their gut instincts of what, what they like with, um, yeah, with what, what the food they like and the wines they generally like, and that's generally a good rule of thumb. There are, um, yeah, with, with things like mac and cheese, uh, yeah, a, a bold yeah, Cabernet Sauvignon from the West Coast from Washington State or from California is excellent. With things like pizza and pasta, yeah, you think pizza and pasta comes from Italy. Um, yeah, the Italian wines have greater acidity, so a Sangiovese from Tuscany or a Nebbiolo from um, from Piedmont is a natural choice. So I think yeah, yeah, where 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 uh, food comes from, where the wine comes from, that's a natural pairing that really works very well together.
0: Well, as we all know, here in America, we are, you know celebrate Thanksgiving later this month. Uh, any any star wines that you can suggest for Thanksgiving?
1: So yeah, for Thanksgiving I like to do a couple of things. One is, uh, is I like to enjoy well, obviously wines from, yeah, from America because it's a great the, the great American holiday that I love so much, and uh, and so I tend to have a, like a Californian Chardonnay, um, yeah, but one of the ones on a leaner style, not on a thicker, heavier style, um, and there's a great producer called Chanin. Uh and then uh, and then Pinot Noir for me is yeah that that move towards um. Yeah, the, the the more elegant style, and uh, and it goes very well with um yeah you know, with everything that we serve at Thanksgiving. Uh, and so yeah, you know, maybe West Coast Pinot Noir, if you want to compare it, then compare that to a Burgundy and get the different styles from the two different regions.
0: Okay, well I got a couple of minutes here, I'm going to squeeze this last question in. Uh, we are in the holiday season. Uh, any new cool uh, wine gadgets that we can put on our Christmas list?
1: So I, I, for, for the Christmas list, I would uh, there are two things I would focus on. One is getting really good corkscrew, one that's super easy to use, that you enjoy using, and, and gets the cork out as fast as you want it to come out. Uh, the other one is some good glasses. So you you want a tulip-shaped glass, so the aroma comes in uh, comes in at the, to the top, uh, and, and have it not a thick uh, a thick glass. You want a fine glass, so that so when you put it to your lips, it's a fine glass. And so those are the two tools which I would uh, I would focus on most. a good good, good first-time wine glass, and a good corkscrew.
0: Very good. For the people who are listening out there, hint, hint, I need that, definitely. So uh, anyway, Jamie, thank you so much. The book, again, is the new Sotheby's Wine Encyclopedia. I will treasure this book and hug it. I just hugged it when I opened it up up out of the box. So thank you so much for your knowledge and uh, expertise in the world of wine. So thank you, and happy holidays to you.
1: Thank you very much. Happy holidays to you too.
0: Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show. With me, Janice Malone. This is our Thanksgiving show here. We have some guests who are experts in the world of culinary cuisine. And wine, and so why not be appropriate to have such guests to uh, give us some tips and suggestions about how to get through uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays as far as cooking and what some of the best foods and wines and such that we need to be aware of. And that brings me to our first guest. Uh, She is a world-renowned chef, and she comes from a a family. Her lineage is uh, originally from France. Her father was an acclaimed. French chef. We're talking about Chef Ariane Daguin, and she is the CEO of the Artignan. I hope I pronounced it properly. Uh, it is a, uh, a a company that started the whole farm-to-table movement that is now so popular here in America and really around the world. Uh, Chef Ariane has been a guest on several television shows. She's been on uh, Martha Stewart's show. Uh, She was on No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain, the late, great Anthony Bourdain. Uh, She has hosted on Food Network's My Country, My Kitchen, and she's also a regular guest on Beat Bobby Flay, which is one of my favorite shows on the Food Network. So, uh... Chef Ariane is going to join us, uh, just as soon as we bring her up online here to talk about some of the trends. What are some of the, the hot trends going on with Thanksgiving meals? Is you know, because we can't get out and visit families. We're not going to have big, big family gatherings like we normally do. So wh- how can, you know, what's some tips of how we can kind of adjust our, uh, intake with guests and, and meals and such? So I see where we have her online. So let's bring Chef Ariane on board right now. Well, good morning, Chef. I should say Chef Ariane. So nice to chat with you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor.
0: Well, no, it's an honor for me. I'm a big admirer of you. Uh, I I watch a lot of the, the Food Network and different shows, and you have appeared on so many of my favorites, from Martha Stewart to No Reservations, and the Food Network, and uh, so this is a really big thrill for me to be talking to a culinary star like yourself here.
2: Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, Chef, let's jump right in here. Now, here we are. We're all finally finally at the end of 2020 and we're in the holiday season and so we've got uh, of course Thanksgiving in a few days so um, with you being a a world-renowned chef expert here I understand that there are a lot of different food trends that people are using starting with what are vegetarian fed turkeys all about
2: so It's it's not so much that it's a vegetarian-fed turkey, because vegetarian-fed is what we feed all poultry, uh, whether it's uh, chicken, whether it's factory farm or small farm. What's the important thing about the uh, vegetable-fed turkey is that we actually feed them uh, leftover vegetables, trimmings of vegetables from the uh, Amish markets that are in the same county, and so we pick it up three, uh, three times a week and we deliver it to our farmers, the uh, Amish farmers, who are raising our green circle turkeys and green circle chickens.
1: Okay. And okay.
2: so 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 basically those chickens and those turkeys um, are fed in addition to the grain and totally natural pure water, you know, no medication whatsoever. They are getting... Uh, actual vegetables, the ugly vegetables that uh, people didn't want to buy at the market, uh, but that are totally nutritious and that um, represent a, a, a variety of food that makes the taste of the um, the bird so much more complex than uh, a bird who would have eaten only um, only grain, basically. And, and those those turkeys and those chickens, the green circle, they um, they roam around a lot. You know, we have uh, true pasture and and true free range, uh, not a barren soil and not an excuse. I mean, it's really a true um, uh, whole field um, with the, uh, the turkeys, and that that helps also for the taste. Uh, when when the uh, the birds uh, can roam around and build some muscle. Uh, that's part of the uh, flavor profile, also.
0: I can only imagine the flavor when you cook one of those types of turkeys. It must be just robust and just so juicy. I would. How, how do you find these types of turkeys? Where do you get them?
2: So, so I started this company, D'Artagnan, uh-huh. um, D'Artagnan dot com, thirty-five years ago, and at the beginning we specialized in sourcing and purveying the best restaurants, the best chefs in America. And little by little, uh, we started selling a little bit in uh, retail stores. And now we have a uh, full-fledged e-commerce that has developed tremendously since uh, COVID because people obviously didn't go to the restaurants anymore um, at the beginning of COVID. And so... Uh, Now we have a website where uh, the home cooks can find the exact same quality product that the uh, restaurant chefs uh, have been um, served with.
0: Oh, that's good to know. And I will give everyone, again, that website, your your website, so that they can go and place orders and do what they need to do, including myself, of course. So, (laughs) well, Chef, okay, uh, what are some other maybe side dishes, or maybe are there some other types of uh, meat or poultry that seems to be more popular for this Thanksgiving or Christmas holiday season or what?
2: So obviously, and we saw that with uh, Thanksgiving, eh, because for us, Thanksgiving is is practically uh, finished. You know, we are the weekend before, so all the birds going to retailers already left, and now, uh, we have to prepare for all the birds going to all the consumers, uh, who are expecting them Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, so they're all going to be shipped all over this weekend. Um, and, and some, uh, of the restaurants. But on that, the trend has been tremendously on still turkey, but much smaller sizes. Oh. And so it's, it's just a testament of, of the size of the parties in, um, uh, the in the homes you know the uh, people are not travelling anymore, and so your aunt and uncles are not going to come for Thanksgiving they're gonna do their own and so all all the parties all over u s a are smaller, and so the turkeys are smaller, but in bigger number because mm-hmm. people are staying home
0: are there any particular desserts? that because that's my favorite <laughs> desserts that are really popular it seems this year or what
2: uh desserts i don't know because frankly you know we we specialize in meat protein okay. and so i i haven't seen i i am very good friend with Jacques torres who has a great chocolate business and he's the best it's it's so so good what he does and um Uh, I got from him a chocolate turkey, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's tremendous. You know, a a, a life-size turkey, but all in chocolate. I think it's going to take us three weeks to uh, (laughs) to eat to eat it all. We started with the head, so. (laughs) But uh, he's he's unbelievable, that man, and he made that with really good chocolate. I think he has some properties in um, um, in in South America. And so he gets his own fava bean, and he um, uh, he cooks them himself, he he, um, he cured them himself, and I mean it's tremendous. If if you have the opportunity, um, come to one of his stores in uh, New York City. It's it's uh, it, it's, it's a super duper candy for for people who like chocolate. He's the best. There is uh, no doubt. But otherwise, personally at home. I'm going to have the same pick and buy. You know, we're going to try to keep the tradition more on the dessert and on the sides than on the main, um, than on the center plate. On the center plate, I'm afraid I'm going to run out totally of turkeys and capons and geese, so we might have to to put a venison loin on the on on the middle of the plate this year, which. By the way, is okay because venison was one of the two first uh, the the meats that was served at the first Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was to thank God for surviving the first year eh, from the pilgrims, but also to thank the Indians who had uh, uh, showed the pilgrims how to uh, domesticate the turkeys and and how to hunt the deer. And so there was deer. There was venison on the first. Thanksgiving tables. So I think that's what I'm going to have this year, just literally because we're going to run out of turkey.
0: <laughs> Goodness, I'm a big fan of venison. I grew up in Texas where I had relatives who hunt deer and rabbits, wild rabbits and stuff. So I grew up on all of that. So, oh my God, you need to save a plate for me at your table. I'll I'll be there. I promise.
2: <laughs> all right.
0: All right. <laughs> well, tell me this. Um as you said earlier, of course, as we know, a lot of people are who normally would go out to restaurants for the holidays and such are going to be home uh, trying to cook. And if they're like some of my friends, they are not the best cooks. And this is their first time tackling Thanksgiving. and So can you give like maybe one, two, or three Tips of this is if this is your first time trying to cook a roast or bake a turkey, what should they do or not do?
2: So, hey, really, you have two ways to go about it. Uh, either you try to find a fail-safe recipe, and I'm going to give you one uh, here. It's a technique of poaching the day before and roasting the day off because it's totally fail-safe, a hundred percent. There is, it's a little bit of work, but it's totally proof, you know. You're going to have a great jerky. You're going to have the best jerky you've ever had. That's one way of going at it. The second way to go at it is to uh, buy something that is already uh, already uh, ready. And so in that case, I would encourage you to go to your and to uh, promote and and help your your local restaurant who's doing the uh, the takeout um, turkey dinner because they are suffering a lot right now and so they need your help anyway so it's a good thing that you're doing and um, or you can at home uh, play with some ingredients that are already fully cooked and ready to go. We at D'Artagnan we just launched a product. It's called the um, truffle turkey breast it's fully cooked it has cooked with plenty of truffle juice and plenty of truffles a very long time simmering poaching like that and so it's very moist it's for somebody who likes truffles it's unbelievable and it doesn't have quite the uh the uh, the price of the truffle but it does have the aura and the aromatics and the flavor of the truffles and this is very versatile this you can do you can serve like this you know you take the breast put at room temperature and just slice it on a nice platter and put a, a nice cranberry sauce around and that's it you have your your uh, traditional uh, Thanksgiving dinner but you can also play with it and take it and cube it and make uh, a turkey pot pie for example or cube it and uh, uh, make a tacos out of ter- truffled turkey or uh, make a salad Um or um uh, invent some uh, side uh, condiments for uh, uh, good uh, sandwiches, uh, maybe an open toast with uh, uh, a pesto, mayonnaise, and that, that truffle jerky right there. It's, it uh, it accompanies, everything goes well with it as long as you don't go too much on the heat mm-hmm. uh, level. Uh, because again, truffles are very, very aromatic, but they, uh, they don't like competition. So you don't want something too spicy. With it, but otherwise, hey, go for it. A little acidity, a little uh, sweetness, anything goes.
0: Oh man, it sounds so delicious! I got to go to your website and see everything. Goodness.
2: Yeah, and 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 by the way, if you want the full recipe for the poaching the bird first and roasting it the day after, mm-hmm. uh, it is on my website. Okay. It's sure. called the poached uh, turkey in the manner of Bresse. Bresse is the region of France where uh, big birds. Are um, uh, like a religion. That's what we raise. We raise big chickens to make, you know, they 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 are very proud to say that they raise the best chickens in the world in Bresse. B R E S S E.
0: Okay. Oh man, I would next time I'm over in France, and would love to just go by one of those farms and just take pictures and just see this in action. It's, it sounds fascinating and delicious all at the same time, of course. Well, let me answer these last two questions here uh, as I said, we are of course in the holiday season, so what are some uh popular entrees or dishes that will be good for Christmas season
2: and there again, it depends on the size of your party so if if we uh follow what happened in uh, for Thanksgiving it's going to be the same problem for Christmas. We're not going to see those big company parties. We're not going to see those big family reunions. It's going to be smaller gatherings um, and uh, more at home. So the, um, the idea to do something like that, very convivial, is to have to share the center plate you know, to have a centerpiece in the middle and share it among uh, the guests. One, because it makes your life easier as a cook, because you cook one thing instead of, you know, little individual things. And two, it has that convivial quality that is very important right now, you know, the uh, to be together and to feel uh, solidarity uh, between us. So for that, for me, my favorite dish, personally, but that's a question of taste, is called cassoulet. And cassoulet is basically it's just a glorified duck and bean stew, but it it has cooked forever, and it's uh, very simple to do, but it takes a, it takes a couple of steps for two days, three days even, but it's very easy to do, and and it's the flavors mingle together at the end, and it's so so delicious. And and it makes a great party. I've never been to a party where cassoulet was served where people um, uh, were not happy. I mean, it makes people happy. It's a it's a dish that you cook and you serve with love. And I think at the end of the day, the most important thing you know in cooking is that is to cook with love. If you if you want to give pleasure to the people who are going to be around the table, if you love them. The dish is going to be good, no matter what. Even if you make big mistakes, hey, we're going to feel the love behind it.
0: Oh yes, even if you make that's good that you said it. For those who will be making mistakes, we know they're they're out there, but the love is what counts the most. Well, Jeff, yep, yep. When will when, uh, when we see you on any upcoming television shows later this year or next year? Books coming out or what? Uh,
2: <clears throat> no, right now. Um, uh, sporadically um, at uh, Beat Bobby, uh, you know Bobby Flay. He he has this um, uh, series where um, he competes with uh, a chef on the on the specialty dish of that chef.
0: I love the show, Beat so, Bobby oh, Flay.
2: <laughs> yeah, so once in a while, I have to go there to do thumbs up or thumbs down, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, it's fun. It's fun.
0: Uh, It looks like a lot. I would love to be, uh, because I see they only have a a hand-select few of people in the audience upstairs. I would love to be in on one of those shows. I love that show. It's so much fun.
2: Come to New York. Come to New York. We'll go together.
0: Okay. Man, I'd love that. And then you can, uh, one of my favorite poultry birds is duck. I don't care what time of year. I just love duck meat over chicken, all of it. It's just, I just love it so much.
2: Well, we, we're we the specialist of duck. I mean, our logo is a duck. We have like okay. five different kinds of duck and then all the duck breasts that you can uh, wow. think of. Okay. And duck breast, the, the very meaty duck breast of the moulard duck, you know, the duck we get the foie gras from, yes. it's like, it's it's almost one pound. It's a big, wow. it's basically a, like a steak, you know. It's a, it's a deep red... Uh, uh, steak and it cooks so easy. Uh, you put it skin side down in the pan, and you render the fat from the skin very, very slowly, skin side down. You know, at a low heat, and you do that for seven, eight minutes, and then you put the heat uh, at the maximum and you flip it. That way, on the flesh side, you sear it, and you keep the that for three minutes, and you and and that makes a very nice and moist. Um uh muscle inside and and it's so so tasty the the only thing is like for every every piece of meat, the only thing is not to forget to let it rest before you slice so when you're done uh put it on your cutting board, but just please, please don't slice it yet, wait for even five minutes before you slice it, so that the juices reintegrate and really mingle with the uh, with the flesh.
0: Oh, I will remember that. Oh, lessons from a true expert here. Oh, so, <laughs> chef, I have just had such a delight chatting with you, and finally, you know, we're semi meeting, even though we are on the phone. And um, hopefully, this ridiculous virus hurry up and leaves. Next time I come to New York, hopefully, I can can meet you and and, and see you on beat uh, Bobby Flay. I, that would be such a double treat for me.
2: So. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it would be my pleasure to meet you in, in, you know, in person, and 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 we should all wish, you know, to get those vaccines really soon, and yes. and yes. to put this behind us. This is getting really, really. Very bad for a lot of people. It is.
0: Yeah. It really is. It really is. Well, Chef, happy holidays to you and your family. Uh, we'll make sure we get the word out about your website so people can go order these excellent products that we've been discussing. And um, hopefully, I can talk with you again after I make a trip to New York next year. Okay?
2: Hey, hey, with pleasure. With great pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. It was very nice.
0: Thank you, Ben. Take Thanks. care now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, here. Glad you could join us today on Saturday afternoon. We're bringing you a show. I'm watching some college football, which is what I love doing on Saturdays during football season. And uh, so we're just kind of multitasking here, talking with fabulous guests who are very talented and very... um, Informative, shall we say. So anyway, before we get to our next guest here, want to bring to your attention a couple of uh, auditions that I think you'll be interested in. And, oh, they told me I, I always forget to give our email address. Hey, you want to drop us a line, info at filmfestivalradio.com. We'll be happy to reply back to you. Okay, auditions. Let's hear it. Two of them. So grab your tablet, your chalk, your whatever it is that you use to write this information down. And if you don't have a pencil right now, as I said, just send us an email at our email address there. All right. Producers are searching nationwide for people who want to come clean about a white lie that you may have told your significant other. Yes. Yes. If you have told your significant other, you know, a little white lie, you you, you told them something, I'll I'll give you some samples here. But there's going to be a new reality show at a major cable network, and they are going to help people. If you told your significant other a white lie, they want to make an honest person out of you. This is a chance that you can clean, clear it up. Yep. Get your mop and broom, clean up the little white lie. And what they're looking for, they're looking for unmarried couples, okay? Unmarried couples who want to come clean with their partner before you take the relationship to the next level. That's why they want unmarried people, because you want honesty. If you're going to make it official and such, you you need to be honest. You really do. So you can probably hopefully turn that white lie into fact, or at least clean it up with this particular show. Now, this is how it's going to work. In every episode, one of the people, whoever told the white lie, will admit to the lie, and they will do whatever it takes to turn that lie into the truth during this show. I can only think of some doozies that some people that I know have told their partners, and I don't know how they'll be able to turn that into the truth, but that's another story. So each episode, there will be a team of specialists on, professionals, who will help one of the partners overcome their deception, restore their credibility, and hopefully save the relationship. So you know if you know what type of white lies that you've told. Maybe you said that you uh, that you were an, a graduate of Oxford University, yeah. Or maybe you said that you were uh, a fighter pilot in the Gulf War and you helped to rescue some hostages. I mean, some people can really tell some doozies. Or maybe you said that you only have have slept with one person in your whole life and 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 it's that person that you're with now when in actuality maybe you've you've slept with 57 people no shame if you have okay just just saying just saying you know so they're going to have experts there to help you to clean up your little white lies so that you can move on to the next level in your relationship okay now here are the requirements this show is open to all types of couples, all ethnicities. And you need to be between the ages of 25 and 40. And they do not want you to be married, though. That's the major requirement. They don't. They're looking for unmarried couples. OK, so you can be whatever type relationship, genders, Uh, whatever ethnicity, but you need to be between the ages of 25 and 40 and you will get paid. Okay. I don't know how much, but again, they will have experts, professionals on there on the show to help you to, to, you know, gain back your honor. Yes, they'll be there. Now the, um, the, the, The months that they will be shooting this show is between January and March of next year. I don't have the specific dates, but it will be between the months of January and March 2021. Now, if you want to apply, here are the requirements that they're looking for. You need to send your name, first and last name, your contact telephone number, the city and state where you live, and a short paragraph about your lie. What did you tell? What what did you say to your, your partner? And why do you want to come clean now? Is it marriage possibility coming up or maybe your conscience is just bothering you or whatever it is? Just a short paragraph about your lie and why is it that you want to clean it up and come clean now? And finally, send a recent photograph of yourself and your partner and it needs to be in JPEG format. Got all of that? I hope you do. I really hope you do. And again, if you don't, you can email us, info at filmfestivalradio.com, and we will forward you the information. Now, send all of that, your first and last name, your contact phone number, city and state where you live, short paragraph about whatever lie you told and why you want to come clean now, and a recent picture of yourself and your partner. Email that to Couples. Casting two zero two one at gmail dot com and couples is with an s is plural couples casting twenty twenty one at gmail dot com and it's twenty twenty one like the 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 year two zero two one that's it that's all you need to do that's it and it's uh, if you are selected they will have um. COVID-19 protocols, health and safety protocols in place if you are selected to come uh, in person. But right now, they want to see what you look like on, by picture. You want to see and hear and read your story. And uh, don't, go, don't go too long. Just go right to the point about what the white light is about. That's it. And that picture, please, of yourself and uh, your significant other. Sounds like it's going to be a fun show. Uh, Again, oh, yeah, one more thing again. They're going to be shooting between the months of January and March of next year. Okay, let's go to audition number two. Now, there are millions, millions upon millions of fans of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, uh, ABC's blockbuster hit shows there. So, season 17 of The Bachelorette. Yes, it's been on that long, 17 seasons. They are looking for contestants. Yes. So if you are a gentleman and if you would like to pursue and woo and sweep a beautiful young lady, a bachelorette off of her feet, they are looking for you. They're having auditions. Now, uh, of course, In the past, they would do all of these auditions in person. But now, like everything else that's going on, these auditions will take place mostly online. So they are looking nationwide, a nationwide search for eligible men, again, that would like to appear uh, and do auditions for the Bachelorette show to try to, you know, charm and sweep a Bachelorette off of her feet. So if you are single, guys, please be single for this. If you are single and if you're looking for a committed relationship, now you're not looking for, you know, you're not looking for a one night stand. You know how the bachelor and the bachelorette rolls. If you know, people have actually gotten married, started families from being on these shows. So guys, if you're if you're single, first of all, you're looking for a committed relationship. The Bachelorette show is seeking eligible men for their new upcoming season next year. And if you want to uh, apply, or maybe if you want to nominate someone, you need to go to this website, and the application is all there with all of the information. So go to the website, bachelornation.com, the forward slash mark, apply, A-P-P-L-Y. And that's Bachelor B, as in boy, A-C-H-E-L-O-R, nation, N-A-T-I-O-N, dot com, the forward slash mark, and the word apply, A-P-P-L-Y. You go there. All of this stuff that you need to know is right there for you. Fill it out. It's just basics, one-on-one information. Send it in, and if you are selected, they will. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know if they're going to. Obviously, they're going to do probably Zoom or Skype or some of those uh, initially. And if again, this is another situation that if you are selected to go in person after if you make the telephone, the video auditions. If you pass that, if you go in person again covid nineteen uh health ke- health uh requirements health restrictions will be in place, so be prepared to follow the rules and follow the health laws okay Good luck to you guys. I hope that uh you know you go and apply and if you are selected good get through all the process then maybe. We will see you on ABC's The Bachelorette, where you are trying your best and, and bringing your best foot, you're bringing your A-plus game to try to get The Bachelorette to select you. You never know. Drop us a line if you do get selected. Say, hey, we heard about the auditions on Film Festival Radio. We went and applied, and guess what? We got selected. That'll make us so much fun. We have had people uh, through the years we've done this show. Uh, we've read these auditions and we definitely have had people to uh to make it, you know, past the first two rounds and we had I think we had a couple of people that actually 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 who was it? I can't remember how right, right off hand but we did have people that made it all the way onto these various shows because we give you information about so many auditions so we have had some success stories so yeah well okay we're going to take another break and when we come back we'll be talking to our next guest so stay tuned to Film Festival Radio we'll be right back this is Drew and Jonathan Scott the Property Brothers and you are listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone Okay, we are out of time. Yes, the time just whoosh, zoomed. And uh, we had, oh my goodness, I had so much fun talking to all of our guests uh, for our special Thanksgiving show. Hopefully that they have some information that may be helpful to you. I know I found quite a bit of their information more than helpful, especially when preparing Thanksgiving uh meats and poultry and such, and the wine, oh, God, yes, our wine sommelier, the expert. And I have the book, by the way, so I'm just really loving on that book. But anyway, want to, again, thank all of our guests for joining us on this very special edition of Film Festival Radio Show. And, of course, we want to thank you, you listeners out there, info at Film Festival Radio dot com is our email address and our website is filmfestivalradio.com and you can find us on all the social medias except for TikTok. Have not done TikTok yet. And I'll get around to it. But anyway, uh, that's it. I hope that you and your family have a blessed, safe, healthy Thanksgiving Day holiday. It's okay if everybody can't meet in a big group. It's okay. Do what you can. I know I am. I'm not going to be able to go see my family either, but we still love each other, and we'll still hopefully we'll be here. So we'll see you guys in the next edition of Film Festival Radio. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio